Hello and welcome to the Property Investing Australia podcast, where we'll be covering the right way to invest in property without taking the unnecessary risks, how to manage your money, and how to build the right mindset so that you can achieve your financial and wealth building goals. I'm your host, Nero Dambi Pillay. Hi, it's Nero here from Investment Rise, and today I want to talk about the Sydney house market and why I think what's expected to happen in 2022 is really good for investors who want positive cash flow. Okay, and to begin with, let's have a look at what's happened to the Sydney house market in the last 12 months. Now, of course, you know, you'd, you'd have to be living under a rock to, to not to realize that house prices have gone through the, the roof in Sydney. But let's have a look at some, some data first. And to begin with, let's have a look at CoreLogic, RP Data, Daily Home Value Index, Monthly Values for as at the 31st of October, okay? And what we can see here is we look at the Sydney market and then look at uh, the rate of price growth for houses. The Sydney market has grown 30.37%, okay? It has easily been the best performing market uh, in terms of house price growth with, I guess, if you look at the bottom of this chart, uh, Canberra and, and Hobart um, coming reasonably close. But the last 12 months, Sydney's been the clear winner, right? And remember, 12 months ago, Sydney was already our most expensive market. And yet, price growth has, has been on average house price growth 30%. But we are starting to see that rate of price growth slow. All right, so I do not expect the Sydney house market to have another 30% uh, growth. However, neither do I expect it to go backwards. I think you'll see that there will be some more growth in the Sydney market. So I'm going to say that wherever the median house price is for Sydney right now, it's the cheapest it's going to be. So in other words, in 12 months time, I expect that the Sydney median house price will be higher than where it is right now. However, you're not going to see a 30% uh, price growth. So then, if the Sydney market is still expected to grow in value, why is this good news for in investors who want positive cash flow? Here's why. As you just saw in that chart, the Sydney house market been the best performing market going forward. So even if you've invested outside of Sydney and done really well, you've maybe kept up with Sydney uh, or probably fallen a little bit further behind, right? But going forwards, you have a huge opportunity to start looking at other markets outside of Sydney, and by the way, outside of Melbourne as, as well, where you can make superior percentage capital growth compared to what Sydney is, is going to make. All right. Now, to kind of illustrate that point, let's go back to the chart and now look at the data for house price growth for the last month. Now what you can see is Sydney house price growth was 1.62%, Melbourne 1%, but then look at Brisbane, 2.76%, right? So it's about over two and a half times Melbourne and nearly double what Sydney got. Adelaide, 2.16%, okay? Then if we go down uh, further, Canberra, 1.94, Hobart, 1.99. Now of course, this is only house price growth for just a month. All right, and so we need to track this going forwards. However, even if you go back and look at perhaps the, what you've seen in the last, say, three months, 
you're going to see that some of our smaller capital cities have got superior price growth in terms of percentage-wise, and they've grown at a faster rate than Sydney has. Right? And I think this is going to, to continue. Now, again, why is this good news for investors who want positive cash flow? Because it's our smaller capital cities like the Brisbane, Adelaide, Perth, for example, that offer the prospect for positive cash flow in terms of their rent because their rental returns are so high. But now you have the opportunity not just to get positive cash flow, not just to get good capital growth as these markets have already experienced, but you have the very real possibility to get superior capital growth to what Sydney is expected to, uh, to get. Right? Don't get me wrong, the Sydney market is still going to grow. You're not gonna see a huge collapse in the Sydney market for a whole variety of reasons that I think I'll say for another episode. But the fact is that you're gonna see superior capital growth in our smaller capital cities, not all of them, so you're gonna to have to do your due diligence. And again, not all suburbs either. Some suburbs are going to do really well and others in our smaller capital cities, just because of the way they're set up, are going to lag behind, all right? But we have a very unique opportunity right now, for I think the next 12 months and 24 months, where you can get positive cash flow and superior capital growth compared to Sydney and, and Melbourne, okay? And I think that's gonna happen for three reasons. Reason number one, and it's the most obvious one, affordability, okay? Depending on which report you read, the median house price in Sydney is either 1.4 million or 1.5 million, okay? Regardless, that's more than double what the median house price is in, in Brisbane. Uh, it's uh, significantly more than the median house price is in uh, Adelaide and more than double what it is in, in, in Perth, all right? So from an affordability perspective, uh, it makes a lot of sense why the smaller capital cities are gonna start rising in value. But also remember, price growth is determined by supply and demand. And what we've seen now and are starting to see is that as people are sick and tired of the lockdowns that we've had in, in, in Sydney and, and, and Melbourne, uh, and people are moving to the smaller capital cities, you're seeing that demand um, come through. So what I mean is that there are people going, well, I can't afford to get the kind of house that I want in Sydney. You know, I didn't really enjoy being through the, the lockdowns. Do I want to then move to an apartment? Do I want to move even further out than I was already looking? Or do I just move interstate and buy a property for, Know, half half as much uh, and enjoy a better quality lifestyle. And we're starting to see this huge exodus uh, of, of people from the more expensive capital cities to the more affordable capital cities. And I think that's here to stay for quite some time yet. All right. So therefore, reason number one for why I think some of the smaller capital cities, not all of them, but some of them are going to do better than Sydney and better than Melbourne is because of the fact that you've got better affordability and people are now looking to move out of the, the bigger cities because they want the better lifestyle at a more affordable price. Reason number two is that in Sydney, we're starting to see increasing supply, finally, right? I mean, during the lockdowns, what we saw was that sellers were quite hesitant to put their properties on the market, but buyers were as keen as ever to, to get in and, and grab something, right? So therefore we had this huge demand, a disproportionately large demand in fact, compared to the supply. But now we're starting to see that although demand is still very strong, and that's why there has been no collapse in prices, and I said I'm not expecting it to happen, what we are starting to see is that there is increased supply coming on board. Check out this article. Sydney house price growth finally eases as listings outpace sales. Sydney house prices 
bolted ahead 30.4% over the 12 months to September in the fastest annual gain on record. But the rate of growth is slowing markedly as new listings outpace sales according to fresh data from Domain. During the September quarter, Sydney house prices climbed by just 4.6% to a median of 1.5 million, with, with about half of the gains achieved during the March quarter and at significantly lower rate than the previous three months when values rose by 8.2%. Domain's Chief of Research and Economics, Nicola Powell, said worsening affordability and additional supply had dramatically slowed the growth momentum. Sydney vendors have added 29% new listings during September, which has lifted the total housing by 16% from the multi-year low recorded in January. This suggests that homes are being listed for sale quicker than they are being purchased, which is a significant shift from earlier in the year, said Dr. Powell. So we are starting to see that increased supply coming on board as vendors are now more confident and they've seen prices rise and they're looking to you know make make a profit all right but i want to highlight one thing is that the article said that in the last quarter sydney house price growth has been just 4.6 percent okay now that's 4.6 percent over three months now if we multiply that by by four Okay, 4.6 times 4 is going to give us, what, uh, 9.2, about 18% growth. Now, that means that, okay, Sydney may not grow by 30% the next 12 months, but if that rate of growth continues, you're looking at maybe 18% growth. It's still significant, right? So don't necessarily be fooled by these media headlines that say that, oh, house price growth is, growth is slowing. That means that the market is about to, to turn. Not at all. We're still going to see significant, I expect, double-digit growth in the Sydney market. However, because of the increasing supply, um, and it's, I guess in other words, we're going from very low supply to low supply. Right, I guess that's the way to look at it in the, in the Sydney market. But because of the increasing supply, we're gonna see that rate of growth slow down to become something that's probably gonna be a lot more manageable. Reason number three, the third and final reason why I think the Sydney house market growth will slow while other more affordable capital cities will uh, continue to, to grow significantly and outpace the rate of growth for, for Sydney is because of the new lending restrictions that APRA bought, bought in. And I've gone through that in a little bit of detail uh, in previous episodes, but essentially I think it's going to make it harder for people to, to borrow as, as much uh, in Sydney because of the prices being, being so high. That's gonna obviously um, have an impact on how much people can borrow, which means how much they can afford to, to, to pay for houses. So I think those lending restrictions are really gonna kick in and have a bit of an impact in slowing house price growth, which was the aim, by the way. The aim of the APRA restrictions was to slow the rate of price growth in, in, in Sydney and uh, in Melbourne as, as well. So I think those two markets, you'll see the rate of price growth slow because, as I said, affordability is already so low because prices are so high. Uh, whereas in the more affordable or cheaper capital cities, uh, where you've also got you know, higher, supply, higher demand rather than supply, tight vacancy rates, because of where average incomes are, you're not gonna see those APRA restrictions have anywhere near as much impact. So that's the third reason. But in addition to the APRA restrictions, we know that at some point, 
interest rates will rise. Now, APRA at this stage are still talking about 2023, which is still you know, a nearly two-year uh, window of opportunity uh, for house price growth if we think that interest rates will have a dampening impact on, on, on the market. Okay, But whenever interest rates do rise, again, I think it'll be the more expensive markets that will be more heavily impacted. Uh, and so I guess as an investor, from a risk perspective, from a profitability perspective, it certainly makes a lot of sense to start looking outside of our two biggest capital cities, uh, uh, focus on some of the smaller capital cities. I think some of the regional areas are starting to get to a point right now where they're reaching their peak, and I think you're starting to see those uh, rates of growth also slow down in many of the regional areas. But I think the smaller capital cities, there are some many areas in those cities that I think have some phenomenal uh, opportunity for capital growth going forward. And if you're an investor who has been struggling to maybe afford something in, in Sydney, but you want that superior capital growth, or you're someone who wants positive cash flow, but you're like, I don't want to get positive cash flow, but compromise on capital growth you now have a very unique opportunity. These, these sort of windows of opportunities don't happen very often. I haven't seen them happen too often in my 19 year investing career. But right now I think is one of the greatest times as an investor for you to find opportunities that can give you positive cash flow and superior capital growth to both Sydney and Melbourne. Hey, it's Nero here again and thanks so much for listening. If you found this episode valuable and you think you might like my help to find an investment property, then head on over to nerocall.com. That's Nero, N-I-R-O, call, C-A-L-L.com. Head over to nerocall.com to discover our unique five-step process that's now helped our private client group purchase well over $66.8 million worth of property. And then if you like what you see, you can book in for a property consult with me personally. Either way, thanks again for listening.